Venetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase. A series of weekly teachings on spiritual leadership, soul growth, and the principles of divine administration. Presented by the mandate of the Bright and Morning Star at the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. The title of this teaching is The Great Commission. Here is Gabriel of Urantia. The Great Commission. You know, Jesus taught his apostles, go into all the world and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Christian church for 2,000 years has been trying to do that, but they've done a pretty bad job of it uh, in many ways. How do we today as uh, 21st century Christians, uh, 21st century evangelists, obey that commission? that Jesus gave 2,000 years ago. Well, it's not the same now as it was 2,000 years ago. Many uh, Christians take the prosperity message to Africans, saying if you accept Jesus, you're going to get rich. You're going to have everything you ever wanted. And of course, hundreds of thousands accept the Lord based on a false message, based on false doctrine. Somewhere along their walk, they find out that's not happening. I'm not getting rich. Many of them then deny their faith. Many of the world do not want the message of Christ. They want to remain where they're at. Many of them do have a relationship with the Father. Who are we to tell them that, well, you, need, you have to have the Son too? That's why the Crusades, trying to force the message of Christ upon people who already have the Father, and don't really want the Son. Um, so there always has been a challenge, but the way that we bring the message of Jesus, and furthermore, the message now, as we understand it, of Christ Michael to a world that Christianity is abused the indigenous all over the world. Not easy to bring that message. And now this, your answer book, Cosmic Family Volumes, it's all like mud to people now. You're going to pass your mud upon us? <laughs> we definitely have a challenge. How is God doing that? Great Commission today. Well, he's called Destiny Reservist, the planetary sacred home first. Here we are. At some point, we will be called to go out into all the world. At some point. As we know, 
there'll be six other sectors in different geographic locations around the world which we will be called to go and live and teach. When the Lord is present upon the earth, well, it's going to be a lot easier to bring the Great Commission to the whole world. Our mission is going to be a lot easier than the Jesuit priest who went into all the world and tried to bring the message of Jesus, even though in many ways they did it wrong too. Um, in many, many ways. We hear the stories of the Native American elders and what they did to the Native Americans here on Turtle Island. We certainly don't want to repeat that history. There has to be something wonderful about the message of Christ Michael being the creator son of all Nebadon. Something wonderful about that. Well, we can't bring something wonderful until we are wonderful, until we walk in wonderfulness, until we show it on our faces, believe it in our hearts. What is your identity again? The whole reason why I brought that up before, because until you know your identity and can confess it to your neighbor, not, not people here, but people you meet on the highways and byways of life. Until you can confess that with power, you're not ready. So our challenge is to bring Christ Michael to the world in authority. In authority. Jesus spoke in authority about his Father. We have to, too. We have to speak in authority about Christ Michael to Christians who think Jesus is all there is. The, the son of man from Galilee. Well, okay, that, that's cool. But what about Christ Michael of Nebadon, the creator son of all Nebadon? How about that? How do we bring that to the world? with authority. We do it through our writings. We do it through our music. We do it through our art. Every one of you is an evangelist. That's part of your identity. An evangelist. What's an evangelist? It's a soul who's a minister who brings their message the message that they have learned to someone else. The apostles were the first evangelists. And of course, the disciples, but the apostles did it in a bigger way. They left home, many of them left families, and they went out and got even martyred for their faith. Some of you are afraid any kind of suffering that you have, may have to go through you're going back home. <laughs> You're not even going to take the steps. When I left Pittsburgh, 
I suffered. I didn't exactly know that I was going to suffer, but I knew it wasn't going to be a bed of roses because I was leaving my roots. I was leaving my family. I was leaving everybody that knew me, loved me, would take care of me, would lend me five bucks if I needed it. To go to a strange city that no one knew me, that, my friends, is called faith. And that same faith, he wants you to have. He wants you to be able to do what the apostles and evangelists did in the first century, left their homes. Many people, many Christians today, they still get killed for their faith in other countries. Not so easy to profess your Christianity. That's why I get so upset when I hear Christian ministers today talk about the prosperity message. And I say, do they even know the Lord at all? You know, a good thing about certain aspects of Christianity is that they do teach the commandments. Uh, and their children uh, are taught it, too. And that's a, a, a good thing about certain aspects of denominational Christianity. Protestantism, they do teach the commandments to their children. And the children do, to the best of their ability, obey and listen. You know, you can go to a, a Christian concert and there'll be 10,000 young people there praising God, hands raising, dancing, singing to God in the spirit. That's a good thing. They can't just easily disobey the commandments because all those kids, they know what the commandments are. If they do it, they have to do it behind the back of their friends. And just the fact that they do it behind the backs of their friends, that means it's wrong. That means they know it's wrong because they have to do it behind someone's back. So, we don't want to live in that kind of a world. Matter of fact, we don't have to live in that kind of a world because we have to be wise enough to know we have to obey the laws of God. It's that simple. You can't decide that you don't need to obey the laws of God. You can't be that stupid to do that. Proverbs. There's a way that seems right under humanity, but the end is always destruction and death. There's nowhere to go but the way of the Tao, the way of light, the way of God. It's the only way to go. And it's not just Christianity that teaches that. Liatse taught that in China. Confucius taught that in China. Siddhartha taught that in India. 
It's nothing new. You think, oh, the Hindus don't know about that. Gahatma Buddha taught it. It's in our superconscious minds. They might not think about, oh, Moses. They just have it right there. Know it's right and wrong. Those commandments are written right in the superconscious mind. Right in our hearts. We know when we're doing something wrong. We can try to avoid it. We can try not to look at it. But the light is always shown in us. Even if it's just boing, a speck gets through to us. A speck of light. You know, if you're in a room, a dark room, and you light a match, you can see. <laughs> you only have to turn the 100-rod bulb on. You just have to, you could walk, just walk around with a match. That's light. The light is always shown you. It's you who turns it off. <laughs> Try to blow it out. <laughs> Try to think, act like it's not really there. You know, I know, I've been a sinner. I know exactly what I'm talking about because I did it. I committed sin. I know what it is. I did it over and over again. That's what sin is. And I committed a lot of error, but I committed actual sin. And God allowed me so that I can speak with authority about it. Praise be to God. Praise be to that spirit of truth. I'm an overcomer. And you have to be an overcomer too. And you who listening out there in the audience on video to me, you need to be an overcomer too. You want to change the world? You make the change. You be the change. You be the example for someone else. That's what Gandhi said. That's what every great prophet that ever walked this planet said in all religions. You be the change. Okay, let's take some comments and questions. Minister Eleanor. I was reading a little bit just in the Bible briefly, one section in um, James and um, about the spirit of truth and the spirit he'd given us. And the, um, it speaks to the fact that faith must be, it must also be in works. It can't just be in knowledge and it can't be mental or intellectual that it's insufficient, it's not enough, that there has to be visible um, action. action. There has to be vis visible like cause and effect from your faith and, mm -hmm. and the outworkings from living, being, having a living faith. And um, that it's important because faith should inspire action and that if it doesn't, then you're doing it wrong and that having faith and not providing not being in action and not having something to show for your faith is is worse than not having faith um, because you're claiming it you're saying you have faith and and 
um, and you're not doing anything with it. <clears throat> I think it's very, I think it's very easy to get to that place, like more, probably more easy than, <laughs> than we think, um, or than, or than we realize, I should say. Um, and a lot has to do with that, um, that with the human, the humanness of us that we have to deal with and that we fail in constantly or consistently, um, daily or, um, whatever is that the faith is there to get us through it. And that it's not like you're saying, like you made a lot of mistakes, but you had faith to move past it. You didn't sit and wallow in it and become dead in your in it and or forsake your faith because you made mistakes you pushed onward and that you have something to show for it you have you you are an overcomer ultimately your faith is bigger than your mistakes um and that's an important key <laughs> and that you really can't have faith and it and it and live in the past um because nothing in the f will ever get done. And I think that's what it's trying to say in the Bible is that if, and how you merge those teachings is really beautiful, but um, you can't constantly live in a past time or in past experiences or past traumas. You have to work through them and, and you have to own them like you like you know what you said you can't always be it you have to move through it venetics a weekly podcast highlighting the teachings of gabriel of urantia and neon emerson chase founders of the university of ascension science and the physics of rebellion home of the global temple of divine administration for those who feel called to serve humanity as destiny reservists, visit uaspr.org. We bid you come.